Now, the grey seal pop makes a sound not unlike that of a human baby. Have a listen. And so perhaps it's not surprising that many well-meaning people can pick them up when they find them crying alone on our beaches at this time of year during peak pupping season. However, people interfering with seal pups can cause them to be orphaned prematurely, in which case they can have very little chance for survival. So says Melanie Crozy of Seal Rescue Ireland. Their 24-7 rescue hotline has been busier than ever with calls coming in from members of the public. Hello, Melanie. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Derek, for having me. Oh, delighted to have you. Richard. Hello, Melanie. The problem of people picking up seal pups. What's it like to be born a seal, a grey seal, Melanie? What would that experience be like? Well, I think that experience would be pretty tough, um, especially this year. Uh, So right about now, we're at peak pupping season for the grey seals around Ireland. So lots of mums are coming up on the beach. They're giving birth to these fluffy white baby seals. And you may have noticed we've had some pretty big storms over the last few weeks. So these pups are getting a really rough start to life. Um, So what they'll do is they'll spend a few weeks on the beach and their mother will nurse that pup for about three weeks. That pup will gain lots and lots of weight and in ideal conditions after a few weeks the mum just leaves it and then it has to fend for life on its own Um, but because of all these storms and because lots of factors like disturbance there's a lot of pups that are getting abandoned prematurely so at seal rescue ireland what we have to do is go rescue those seals bring them into care and rehabilitate them back to full health so they can be released back into the wild but the biggest thing we want to do is raise awareness on how to not cause seals to need to be rescued because so many members of the public, um, bless them, they call us all the time and they want to help with the seals. And a lot of times the best thing you can do is just give a safe distance. The mum is probably somewhere nearby. She's probably watching you and likely she'll come out of the beach um, and she will care for her pup. So, Melanie, you have to try to recreate the very early life of a seal pup in order to release it to the wild. Now, that seems to me a formidable task. Go back to the birth. Now, for three weeks, Mammy will feed it twice a day, four times a day, something like that. Very rich milk. Is that right? That's right. The the milk is 50% milk fat. So that means they just put on so much weight really, really quickly. And that's really important because um, in order to survive in really cold conditions and until they learn how to feed on their own, they're going to have to live off that blubber. So usually the pups that come into us, they're really emaciated. They're skinny. Um, you'll be able to see all their bones jutting out. Sometimes they have lots of injuries from getting tossed around in the surf. So in situations like that, we'll have to take that seal, we'll bring it into our care, uh, we'll do a physical assessment. So we'll basically weigh it, we'll figure out if it needs medication or wound care, and then we'll start tube feeding it. And that's just to give life-saving nutrients into those extremely hungry seals. Once they're stabilized, then we kind of put them through the rehab process. So just like you said, we try our best to recreate wild conditions. Of course, that's very, very hard. We have a very small center here in Court Town, 
County, Wexford. And um, we're the only seal rescue center within the Republic of Ireland. So we're actually taking seals from all over the country. Uh, we're a very small charity and we rely a lot on volunteer support. So there's a lot of effort uh, 24 hours a day, really, especially this time of year um, where there's lots of seals coming in. In fact, we've got a seal arriving at the hospital as we speak. It's coming in from Cork um, and we've averaged about one intake a day since the beginning of October. Now, you can't, you have no supply of seal milk, this extraordinarily rich milk. Uh, can you simulate that? Can you create an artificial equivalent? And is it effective? Well, we do the best we possibly can. And we always say that a mother can do much better job of taking care of her pup than we ever could, which is why it's so important to prevent rescue situations by just respecting them from a safe distance, not approaching seals, stay at least 100 meters away, keep your dogs on a lead. And if you think that seal needs help, you can give us a call on our 24-hour rescue hotline. But once the seals arrive to us, basically it's a last-ditch effort. Um, a lot of those seals may not survive because their conditions are just too bad. We're getting lots of seals with respiratory in issues and all sorts of um, illnesses and a lot of injuries. So they do have the odds stacked against them. But once they're stabilized in the first few weeks, um, then their chance goes up and we have to actually put them through something called fish school. So we actually teach them how to eat fish on their own. But during those early stages, they're just little baby pups and they really just, they want their mom, they're all orphans. So when they're first in the intensive care unit. Um, we have something called uh, basically fake mums um, made out of upcycled wetsuits, and that simulates a mother in the wild. So a lot of times these little pups in the first few days will climb all over that wetsuit mum and they'll kind of suckle on it. And it's just a way to sort of calm them because they are wild animals. And when they're in care, it can be a very, very stressful, which is why we really want to keep them in the wild if at all possible. So we are working with county council nationwide hoping to get educational signage up at beach accesses because um, most people are very interested and they'd love to be able to observe wild seals and um, you know watch their natural behaviors but a lot of people just don't know what to do which is completely fair and why it's so important to just raise awareness about respecting wildlife from a safe distance and protecting their habitat so that they can survive. In nature, the mother deserts her cub after how long? Three weeks or something like that? For gray seals, it's just about three weeks. It's very, very short, which is why they don't exactly have a strong maternal bond, which is why it's so easy to scare the mom away. If she perceives that it's too dangerous to get out and feed her pup, she will abandon it prematurely. And if they haven't put on enough weight at that stage, there's virtually no chance of their survival. Um, so in the next few months and weeks, we'll continue to get lots of calls from around the country of gray seal pups that just haven't thrived. They just haven't made it through those first few weeks. And in fact, they have it so rough, only about 50% of gray seal pups survive their first year. So the mortality rate is very, very high. So anything that we can do to protect as many as possible is really important. So do you take the seal pup, a very small seal pup, down to a suitable location and leave it there? Because it would be several days there in nature before it ventures into the sea and starts to learn to feed for itself. Do you do that? If you want to simulate what happens in the wild, that is what you would do. But do you? 
That's exactly what we do. So what we'll do is we'll um, return it to the coastline from which it was found. And in many cases, uh, these beaches, uh, these pups are rescued from beaches that are very dangerous. Lots of people, lots of dog walkers, um, even, you know, fish farms. And we wouldn't want to put it exactly on that location. So we've identified safe safe locations along these coastlines. And we'll basically take them out there in a cage and we'll open that cage and just let them go at their own pace. And every single time, the instinct takes over and they go right out into the sea. And the only problem at this time of year is we've got seals ready to be released, but because of the incessant storms, it's very difficult to choose a good time because we don't want to release seal pups for the first time into the wild into a storm or ahead of a storm. And just what we've been seeing over the last few weeks, it's been really hard to find a calm time to release these seals. Um, But it really does just sort of as in a larger picture, it is an ecosystem, sort of a climate change issue. These storms are getting worse and more severe and more frequent every year. Um, so because of climate change, these seals are having a harder time surviving. So it really does echo to a larger environmental problem. And why seals are so important is because they are so cute and cuddly. They're charismatic. They remind you of your dog at home. And these seals really help people build an emotional connection between things like climate change and biodiversity loss and these adorable little seals that are really just trying to survive. Do you tag these seals before you let them off so that you can work out how successful the treatments have been? Yes, that's a great question. We do tag all of our seals and they all have a unique ID number on that tag. So if you do see a seal in the wild, we're always looking for that information because we love hearing about seals that we've released that have thrived. And we we uh, communicate with a lot of the other seal rescue centers around the UK and Europe. And a lot of times they can give us news about some of our seals and we can do the same because these seals, they really travel. So we do share a population with other parts of the world. And between Ireland and the UK, we're actually home to a third of the gray seal population in the world. So it's globally significant. And these animals are currently protected under both Irish and EU law, but that wasn't always the case. And in back before the 1970s, their numbers declined so much, they almost went extinct here. There were less than 500 individuals. So, you know, we have seen a population increase in the last few decades, but it's important to put that into context and that's up from near zero. So this is a conservation success story, but because of all the environmental threats these animals are facing, um, it is their, their future is unsure, uncertain. So this is why we do the work that we do and we really just need as many people as possible to support this work um, because you know we want to preserve these animals for future generations. They're iconic to Irish heritage. Um, So we really just want to do our part to ensure that that happens and that the entire marine ecosystem is protected. Melanie, I wanted to ask you about how they get found in the first instance. I would have thought that there are certain beaches that the grey seal mothers come ashore to give birth on, not just any beach willy-nilly that they were going past, that there were actually colonies of seals altogether, that they gave birth to the pup on the beach. Mother went back out to feed, but the pups were left behind on those beaches. So why would you suddenly encounter a seal on the beach by itself when 
presumably they're, they're born in, in a colony of seals. What, what happens between one and the other that they get isolated on beaches that are not seal colonies? That's an excellent question. And again, it draws back to the storms. So as you say, many of these seals do return to the same beaches. Um, So a lot of times it's islands like the Blasket Islands or Ackle Island. These are places where they're a little bit more protected from human disturbance. So they do cluster in those areas. Now, keep in mind that there's huge areas of the Irish coastline that are completely inhospitable to seals. Um, For instance, here in Court Town, we We rarely see seals because of coastal erosion, um, things like uh, water pollution and just lots of coastal development. Now, we used to have a big sandy beach here and that's all gone because of, you know, basically the effects of climate change. So they've lost habitat. Um, so when they do cluster up on these uh, these isolated areas, um, you know, they might be safe at first, but then the next storm washes up and these these pups get washed out off the, away from the rookeries. So they get separated from their mothers and then they can wash up in areas really far from where they were birthed. Um, in fact, a few years ago, we found a seal pup in Arklow and it had spray paint on its back. And we thought, that was very strange. But then we did a little bit of research and it turns out that this seal had been born in Wales and it was just two weeks old. And what they do to do population assessments and monitor the success of seal pups is they spray paint them with different colors. So, you know, it washes off, but it's really important for research. So we actually identified that this two week old pup had washed all the way over from Wales to Arklow. So these these storms that just hit incessantly during pupping season, it really does cause a lot of disadvantage to these seals. But surely then if a, if a seal pup is washed away off the rookery and out to sea and comes from Wales to Ireland, how is the mother ever going to know where it went? The mother knows this beach she gave the birth to, she goes back in to feed the pup and there it is gone because it's been washed away in the storm. I mean it's hit or miss if the mother ever finds it again. So surely people interfering as you say are helping when they find a single pop on the beach. I mean, the quicker they act, the better, in a sense, rather than wondering, will the mother come and feed it? How can the mother possibly know where it is if it was washed away from its birth beach? Exactly. And many times they won't find it, which is why it's so important to report seals that you think need help. But I think what the most important message is, is to just pause and sort of assess the situation. You know, a lot of people want to help, but what they end up doing is inadvertently harming the seal. Uh, We've gotten reports of people dragging seals into the sea, um, people pouring water on their faces. You know, they're they're mammals, so they breathe oxygen like us. So that's not something that we would advise people to do. Unfortunately, people do try to feed it. They try to take selfies with it. We've had reports of people just picking up the seals off the beach, wrapping them in a blanket and putting them in their car. And then they give us a call when the seal's already in their bathtub. So these are the kind of behaviors that we're really trying to discourage people to do. We know that they want to help and we welcome that. The best way to do that is to contact Seal Rescue Ireland and you can always join our rescue network. We're looking for volunteers nationwide and we'll train you how to monitor a seal pup, how to safely lift and transport, and then we'll add you to our rescue network. And we're desperate in need for uh, volunteers in the Northwest, especially Mayo, Donegal, Sligo area, and also even in the Midlands. Even if you're landlocked, um, you can help with transport. And the quicker that we get those seals to our care, quicker they can be stabilized and the better chances of their survival, exactly like you said. 
Oh, it's fascinating listening to you, I have to say. Melanie, if you don't mind me asking you, where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Uh, I've been living here for about six years and I have not picked up an Irish accent yet, unfortunately. (laughs) You don't have the grey seal where you are, do you, in Virginia? No, we don't. I had to travel to Ireland for Mm. them. (laughs) Melanie, thank you very much indeed. Thank you so much for having me. Not at all. It was a pleasure to speak with you, Melanie.